this evening. People coming together to uplift their awareness, their consciousness, to gain information and inspiration about being a part of creating the best possible world we can create on this planet, going forward with respect for all life and supporting life in ourselves. It starts within us and then it moves out. So um, let's just all get comfortable in our chairs, our seated positions, and just take a moment to find the right place to be with your spine. Your hands relaxed, resting somewhere that feels comfortable to you. And if you feel comfortable doing so, just lower your eyelids, letting your gaze drop to the floor. And then if you want, closing your eyes. This does actually help you to focus internally. And now just allow your awareness to rest on your breath. Feeling the inhale, drawing air, life energy in to the lungs, and then turning around and exhaling. Breath in, breath out. your own breath rate, the flow of energy in and out. Being aware that this begins to settle things down in your body, your heart rate's slowing down, your blood pressure's dropping. The muscles are being told it's okay to relax. And let's just use our breath, directing it to different parts of the body, becoming aware of what's going on in our physical form, this precious body our vehicle to be in the world. And so breathing in, image the breath going down into the feet, raising your awareness of the soles of your feet. Breath in and out. Aware of the soles of your feet. Whatever's there, acknowledge it with gratitude. These wonderful feet that move us through the world. 
with the breath coming in and out. Let your awareness move to the top of your feet. Aware of what's there. And then the ankles. Nice, easy breath in and out. Directing your awareness now to the calves and the shins of your legs. Being aware what's there in the lower legs now, this moment. Breath in, breath out. In the knees, acknowledging our knees, the front, the back, and then up to the thighs, Can you feel the weight of your body being supported by the chair here at the top of your legs? The connection between leg and chair. Gravity doing its work, holding us in place on the chair. Breath flowing in and out. Gentle wave. Energy flowing in, energy flowing out. And now your pelvis. The lower back and lower belly. Letting your attention rest here, this part of your body. Just noting what's there. Is the energy of the breath flowing freely through that area? Or is it constricted in some way? No judgment, just awareness. Breathing into the belly, feeling it move with the in and out of the breath. How is your belly this evening? And moving up into the rib cage, front and back of the body. Feeling the breath flowing in and out. See if you can imagine the lungs with this next breath. Filling with air and releasing the air. The upper chest. The shoulder blades. Just relaxing into the awareness of the body. Breathing in and out. 
Checking in with your shoulders, your arms, your hands, the fingers. Can you feel the energy in your hands and fingers? Just noting. And now, with a gentle breath, breathing in your awareness on the neck area. Is it tight? Is it relaxed? Is it moving from tightness to relaxation? Breathing into your head, your face, your mouth, your jaw, the muscles around your eyes, your forehead, just aware, all these parts of the body. And now move your awareness to the top of your head, the crown of your head. Just noting what's there, any sensation. And now take a moment to move into your heart with deep gratitude to your body, the service that it does day in and day out. Say thank you to your body. Perhaps you want to put your hands over your heart to express that gratitude. And with a special breath, just send this love into your heart to radiate throughout your entire body. Perhaps you can feel your heart beating in response to this attention, this gratitude. Take a few more breaths, gentle, easy breaths, and find your way back to a place where you'll open your eyes Engage your brain in listening and learning. And join the session we're having tonight. When you're ready, let your eyelids come open. Move your toes and fingers, perhaps roll your shoulders back. Move a little to whatever feels good. Waking up all the nerves in your body so that you can be alert and absorb what's happening this evening. So hello, welcome, welcome. I'm so happy to be with you tonight. There's so much going on in the world around us outside our front doors that... Um, I think we all need a place to be where it feels safe and we can let ourselves focus on what we need right now, 
because when we take good care of ourselves, we can give good care to everyone else that we come in contact with. And I think that's a, a, a major theme in the Wednesday night gatherings, which is how can we take better care of ourselves? How can we learn more about who we are and how we work? And start exercising some of the suggestions, some of the practices that are being given to us through all of these sessions. Not, my, not mine is like one-seventh of what you're getting because you have Dr. Chetna's beautiful, loving energy and teaching skills to share with us. And when we come together, we form a community of consciousness and we uplift the energy, not only in our own minds, in our own homes, but certainly with everybody we encounter. So we're doing our part. We're doing our part to create a better world where peace and harmony and respect for all life is the first thought in anybody's mind. And what I'd like to do is, in the theme of how we think about things matters, I want to talk to you more about your breath because your breath is a powerful, powerful tool to focus your mind and use it instead of letting it be in charge and taking you, me, on a wild roller coaster ride with fear and concern and the sense of being overwhelmed with everything that's going on outside. But we have control that begins with awareness. And one of the ways to stay alert and aware is to practice breath work. The breath is always there. And all we have to do is remember, oh, I want to be aware and focus on the breath, and the breath starts this magical shift in the body without us even needing to know what's going on or to tell the body that that's what it should be doing. The breath does that for us. And so I just want to educate you. you. You may know this, but some of this information was brand new to me or if it wasn't brand new, it certainly was presented in a way that was new. And the first part of what I'm going to talk about is from um, a radio interview with a man called James Nestor, and he wrote a book, Breath, New Science of a Lost Art. And I think that Sachin will be sending the link to go to that interview if you'd like to listen to it. Um, in the email tomorrow for tomorrow's uh, session. And what I want to let you know is, first of all, I don't know whether you know, but researchers now <laughs> tell us 
that humans take 25,000 breaths a day. So that's a lot of breathing. And if we can harness some of that energy by being conscious and controlling our breath by what we want the breath to be doing in the body, we've got this huge source of energy. 25, I don't know how long it takes me to do 25,000 of anything, but I evidently I'm doing it every day in terms of my breaths. So, and something as simple as taking a slow, deep breath, probably what you were doing when we were doing that gathering meditation at the beginning, maybe it wasn't as deep as it could have been because I just kept saying a natural breath, but I'm sure your breath slowed down because you put your attention on it. And when we consciously take a deeper, slower breath, our blood pressure is reduced and tension starts to leave the body. It reduces the burden on our heart when we breathe properly and use our diaphragm. And some people know how to do this. Um, I don't know whether you've ever observed a newborn baby or even just a very young baby lying on their back. And when you when they're, you know, lying down on their back, you can see that with it, every inhale, their little bellies expand, and with every exhale, their little bellies fall back down. And that's the way our bodies, the human body was constructed, is to breathe fully so that the diaphragm drops, makes, the be- makes room for the air to fill the belly, in that area where the diaphragm has dropped down and then it comes back up to its or drops down to its natural place when the air comes out so this is the natural way that we breathe but certainly in my life and I think in many people's lives we become accustomed to much more shallow breathing without using our diaphragm And I know for me, I grew up in an era where women didn't have tummies, and so you were always holding your tummy in, and you can't hold your tummy in and have a full deep breath with your diaphragm dropping. So many of us have to re-educate ourselves to give ourselves permission to let the body do a full, deep, natural breath that, that engages the diaphragm at the same time. There are wonderful health benefits when we do this. So I want to talk a little bit about our noses. And the reason I'm talking about our noses is because you can breathe through your nose or you can breathe through your mouth. If you are habitually a mouth breather for whatever reason, you can train yourself to use your nose again. And I'm going to tell you why you want to breathe through your nose. Because our noses filter and treat the raw air coming into our body. It warms really cold air so that we don't 
hurt our lungs by taking in really, really cold air. And you'll notice when we breathe in, if you focus here right around your nostrils, you can feel the temperature of the air coming in. And when it exhales, it's always a little warmer. And that's actually a fun practice to just pay attention to what the air feels like coming into your nose. And they call it the little triangle that your upper lip forms and to just feel the air coming in and going out. And just notice you're not trying to go any place in particular, but just notice what's going on there. And you'll feel a change in temperature. If you do it often enough, you can actually feel the air moving these tiny, soft little facial hairs around the nose, the nostrils. And it's a very lovely discipline. It's a focus, it's a way to discipline your mind and put your attention where you want it to be instead of having it carried away in some stream of worry or concern. So the tissue, oh, so also the nose triggers hormones that flood through your whole body with inhale and exhale. It reduces, nose breathing can reduce blood pressure, it monitors your heart rate, and, surprise to me, it facilitates memory storage. None of these things are happening when we're breathing through our mouth. So it's a good thing to think about and to be aware that breathing through the nose is a very healthy way to do it. Also, our nose, when we're just breathing through our nose, our nose naturally monitors what nostril is taking in the most air. You know how Dr. Chetna sometimes uses the inhale, ex inhale, exhale, and then you hold for a moment and then you switch to the other nostril, opening it up for the inhale and the exhale? Well, our nose actually does that for us naturally. And then this is actually part of how we maintain balance in our whole body so that the right nostril is being emphasized, inhale, exhale, and then it'll switch to the left nostril where the inhale and the exhale predominates. And then when we're breathing through the right side of our nose, our circulation speeds up, our body temperature goes up, our cortisol goes up, and our blood pressure goes up. When we're breathing through the left side of our, nos our left nostril, it relaxes us because it reduces blood pressure, temperature, and anxiety. Nice thing, nice balance. You know, we don't want to be too laid back during the day. We don't want to be too hyper. And so the nostril or the nose itself alternating the flow of air through, those, through the different nostrils helps to balance the body and keep it working in the state it was meant to work in. All right. All right. Now, you may actually be aware of this, but when we're anxious, our breath gets shorter and faster. And that's because we're activating our sympathetic nervous system and our body's being thrown into the potential for fight, fight, flight, or freeze mode. 
And when that's going on, we're hyper alert. What do we need to do? How do we need to get out of this dangerous situation? That's a good thing. However, maintaining the body's wellness is completely shut down because everything's being mobilized for this intense response. And the problem is most of the time that we go into that response these days, it's not a helpful response because we can go into that very anxious, stressed mode simply by listening to the news or perhaps hearing a siren outside of the house on the, these days. And there's nothing we can do about that to reduce the perceived threat so that heightens prolonged state of awareness is very detrimental to the body. But when we focus on we can control the breath, we can begin to slow the breath down, we can begin to just being aware of it helps us to move into that more relaxed state where the body now is not dealing with cortisol and stress hormones and hyper alertness that's useless because we can't do anything with it. Um, and we start supporting the body again, all the natural functions in the body. Okay, so I had this lovely analogy pointed out to me, uh, or maybe it's not an analogy, it's an image. So imagine you're in a rowboat. You're all by yourself. You're the one that's got to get from the middle of the lake. I don't know how you got out there, but you are to the shore. And so you dip the oars in in a shallow way and start rowing really, really fast, right? It's going to take a pretty long time with that amount of it, with that effort in that way to get to the other shore. But if you dig your oars in and have a long, slow pull, the boat's going to move very fast, and you'll get to the other shore with a lot less effort and a much shorter time. So that's kind of an analogy of how we're <laughs> breathing faster and we're using all of this energy, but not a whole lot of health, healthy, <laughs> yeah, our rowboats, our rowboats, over there to the side, there it is. <laughs> um, so just remember, slow the breath down. You'll get things done in your body in a much more efficient, much gentler, much healthier way. And so simply being aware, I can control things in my body by the way I breathe. And we have beautiful control over our breath. And a little bit, in a little bit, we're going to um, practice some of the breath work. Okay, what do I want to say to you? All right, I just made some notes here of things that I really wanted to share with you. Where are we time-wise? Okay, we're good. So... When we add consciousness to our breath, which means we become aware of our breath, so our body breathes itself, which is a good thing because I focus on a lot of things and forget my breath. 
much of the day. Um, so I don't have to conscious. Somebody told me that dolphins have to consciously breathe. I don't know how they figured that out, but we don't, and that's a pretty good thing because most of us don't have breath awareness all the time. But when we choose to become aware of our breath and we focus our attention on our breath, we're actually adding even more benefit to our body than just simply having a nice, easy, healthy breath. Let's just say you never tightened up your belly and you know how to breathe with your diaphragm and you do it automatically all the time. Even people who breathe like that, which is wonderful, add more to the benefit of breath when they put their attention on the breath. And when you add an intention to your attention on your breath, you add even more benefit because you can have the intention to send your breath to a certain part of your body, say it's in pain or in spasm. And the power of thought then added to the concentration on the breath with an intention for an outcome makes the breath a very, very powerful healing tool as well as a powerful tool to help you concentrate, to help you learn, to help anything you want to learn, anything you want to focus on and learn. So intention, attention, and breath. Very, very powerful combination. Doesn't cost any money. You don't have to ask anybody permission to do it. You can do it in any time and any place because nobody's going to know what you're doing from the outside. And I really want to encourage you to set a reminder. You know how I've spoken of a couple of times a day, have a, an alarm go off so you can catch yourself and say, what was I just thinking? Do I really want to think that thought or would I like to shift my attention to something that's more in line with supporting my health, my well-being, you know, what it is I'm trying to achieve at this moment. So I really encourage you to add to that breath awareness. All right, one thing if, you know, you're wondering what is the state of, what is my emotional state, right? Um, and sometimes we don't even know. Sometimes we're distracted enough. Sometimes we don't know how upset we are. We kind of know we're upset. Just check in with your breath. And immediately, do it, you know, pay attention to immediately how fast you're breathing. The faster you're breathing, the more emotional upset you're experiencing. The slower and easier you're breathing the calmer your body is, the calmer your mind is. So you can just check in with your breath every once in a while and get a nice reading on where you're at emotionally and mentally. Now the minute you start to pay attention to your breath, it's automatically going to slow down. So it's, a, it's a, those first couple of breaths you want to use as the gauge. If you use that, if you use the breath to figure out, okay, where am I right now? 
I want to take kind of a temperature reading of my emotional and mental state. The breath is the place to do that. All right, you probably already know this, but when you're very frightened or being traumatized, you your first response is to hold your breath or to slow your breath. There's a phrase, you lose your breath when you're in trauma, and you know that experience of, <gasps> you know, even if it's just somebody, um, you didn't expect anybody to be in the room, and they walk out of the shadow, and it startles you. Your breath contracts. You, st you hold it for a second. Sometimes we hold it for a long time when we're very afraid. And when that happens, the flow of energy through our body gets caught up in different parts of the body. And that's how the body can register that emotional trauma. And later on, we're going to do an exercise to use the breath to start to ease and dissolve those energetic locks that have um, occurred in our bodies when we're very upset or traumatized. All right. Um, I've already been talking about this, but the, the summary is we can adjust our breath to change our body state. You feel you're anxious, you slow your breath, you begin to calm down because the body responds, the brain responds to the breath, the body responds to the brain because the brain sends out the hormones in our body. Okay, um, when you breathe, when you're doing a conscious breath, you can use your breath in different ways. One way is to just pay attention to what's happening in your body while you're breathing. So in the beginning meditation that we did, or the guided imagery, I was just asking you, reminding you to have a nice, easy breath, check in with it periodically to make sure you were just having an easy in and out rhythm of your breath. But I was also asking you to pay attention to different parts of your body. It's kind of a check-in, what's going on in my body right now. And I don't know whether any of you found places where there was a bit more tightness and other places there were, you could feel a flow of energy moving quite easily. But the, it's, it's a great way we can use our breath to check in. All right. So I found a statement that I wanted to share with you guys. It's 80% of our messages go from the heart to the head and only 20% go from the head to the heart. So the heart is often talked about as a second brain. You know, the gut is like the third brain. The gut is when we know things instinctively and then we move up to the heart and we feel things in the heart and we know a lot and then we get up here and this wonderful brain is able to integrate with the gut and the heart have sent these messages up and make a different kind of sense out of it. It's a different knowing that happens up here than happens in the heart or happens in our gut. 
So it's really nice to kind of pay attention with the breath to see as you move your breath down to the gut what's going on there. Breathe into the heart what's going on there. And if 80% of the information is going from the heart to the head, if we can breathe into our heart and be much more aware of what's going on into the, in our heart, how much faster can we send information up to be integrated in our brain, by our brain? And thinking more from the heart is a great idea. I have a teacher who says, think with your heart, love with your brain. <laughs> and the more I think about it, the more I realize the great wisdom that, that is in that saying. Okay. So what I'd like... Oh, a couple more things I want to tell you before I go into some exercises. That 70% of the toxins, both physical and psychic, flow out with our exhale, which is astounding, which means if we can lengthen our exhale, it's a huge detoxing experience. And if we're breathing 25,000 times a day, there could be a lot of detoxing going on. So what I'd like to do is um, teach you, or, or I'm not going to teach you, you're going to remember it. What I'm going to do is guide you for five rounds of what they call a transforming breath for anxiety. So the, the original and main focus of this breath is to teach yourself, train your body to lengthen your exhale. And what I want to tell you is you can't do, the only way you can do this wrong is not do it at all. So I'm going to count for you to breathe in to the count of four and then breathe out to the count of eight. If you don't do it to my count, that's okay. You know what we're aiming for. And I'm going to go through it five times. So however your lungs and your breath work with it, know that you're breathing in, hopefully to the count of four. But if you don't, whatever count you breathe into, you can slow the in. Part of the secret of this is slow the intake of your breath right, and lengthen it a bit to four, and then we'll exhale on eight. Now I'm going to go through it five times because that's what it takes to get some muscle memory going with this. And again, don't worry about if you're doing it right or wrong. Just try at your best to go with an inhale and then an exhale that's longer. So let's start with an inhale, and I'm going to count for you. One, two, three, four. Exhale. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Inhale. One, two, three, four. 
Exhale, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Inhale, one, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Inhale, one, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Last round. Inhale, one, two, three, four. Exhale, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. All right, now just let your breath come to wherever it needs to come to, to settle back down. This was probably a stretch, and you, I just encourage you to work with it <clears throat> because lengthening your exhale has such wonderful, wonderful relaxation benefits. So if you want to start with an inhale of one, two, three, and then an exhale of one, two, three, four, great. You know, and then you extend the exhale to five. When you're comfortable with that, you extend it a little more. So work with yourself with loving respect for your lungs and your intention. I mean, you're doing this work. That's such a great thing. You're working to make your body better. You're working to make your mind better. You're working to make the world better. And everybody, everybody benefits from that. So I'm just going to take a moment and look at if there are any questions that I can answer. Thank you. Uh, how do we consciously practice deep breathing? I think we just went through that. That was what... It, Deep breathing. Um, uh, so the whole thing about the diaphragm, dropping the diaphragm when you take a full breath, that's not an easy thing to do, and it's not something that I have time to work on, but I encourage you to put it into a search engine because there are many good YouTube videos, there are many good resources to help you get started on good diaphragmatic breathing. Somebody said the conscious breathing helped with the headache. Wonderful. Hooray. <laughs> okay. So somebody else is talking about um, finding parts of their body very tense. And this is a way, this is good information to know and what you can do is when you practice some breathing you know in a way that feels easy and good and powerful to you 
you can put your intention to release some of the tension in the legs and feet or wherever you feel that tension and then put your attention to send the in-breath down to the place of tension in your body and then your intention and attention so you can imagine it in your mind's eye that with the exhale the exhale is like a wave of energy coming in and the exhale is that wave receding back to the ocean and you know how the outgoing wave will take anything that's sitting on the sand of the beach near near the water line back out into the ocean so you can use the breath and your intention your imagination to breathe into the tension area and then to actually if you want envision some of that tension being released and flowing out of the body with the out breath it's a very powerful thing now the thing is is tension in our body whether it comes from overuse or lack of use of certain muscles or whether it comes from you know trauma that's been stored there at different times when things have happened to us and energy got caught in different parts of our body that it it takes time to do that typically a three-minute breathing session in in an area to the area of tension is not going to release at all but it's like water you know the Grand Canyon I don't know whether you guys have ever been there but it's a really deep canyon it was just water over the years right that just kept flowing by flowing by and it wore away that canyon between the two cliffs right it was flat the water over the years just flowing over that sand that rock wore a canyon the Grand Canyon away so the breath is much like that it just soothes an area especially when you're using it consciously and you can image the out-breath carrying tension and tightness away. I mean, it's automatically carrying away about 70% of toxins, right? The out-breath has this huge release of the toxins we're sending out. And the good thing is, is that they're not toxins to the trees, right? The trees... <laughs> are benefiting from our exhale just like we're been our inhale benefits from their exhale beautiful how nature is meant to work together okay so let me see all right now i'm gonna walk you guys through what we call the sweet spot meditation and what this going to do, don't or, or sweet spot guided imagery. If you are concerned about the word meditation, you can call it a guided imagery exercise. But what we're going to do is use the breath to find out a little bit more about our body and then to use that information to increase our ability to bring peace, and happiness and a state of relaxation into our own bodies. So just get comfortable. And again, this is, I think it's easier to focus with your eyes closed. If you're comfortable with that, do so. If not, just lower your gaze. 
and begin to focus your awareness on your breath. The breath flowing in and out, in and out. Letting yourself feel the energy of breath coming into the body and then leaving the body. And you'll notice the breath will slow, perhaps deepen as you focus on it. Allow yourself to fall into its rhythm. It's a very soothing thing to feel, to move, to know the breath coming in and out. And when you're ready, you feel comfortable. Take your attention now and search your memory for a very beautiful moment, a time when you felt loved, happy, joyous, whatever beautiful moment comes to you. Let yourself see it in your mind's eye. That memory is there. Let yourself see it. Internally, eyes closed. Let yourself feel it. What did it feel like to be you in that moment? Just be with that beautiful memory of you in such a wonderful state of being. And now with the fullness of that memory, with your presence to that memory, see where that memory is located in your body. Just let yourself see. When I ask you, where is it in your body? See where you intuitively find the memory. For me, I end up placing my hands in that part of my body. Everybody will find the place that that memory is held in their own way. You can place your hand over that part of your body. And now, if there's a place in your body that has tension or discomfort or pain, place the other hand on that part of your body. And now in your mind's eye, send the energy from the sweet spot in your body with the in-breath to the tense part of your body. And with your out-breath, send the energy back to the sweet spot. And breathe 
several easy breaths, feeling, seeing, sensing the energy moving from the sweet spot to the tense spot, and then with the exhale, the energy moving back from the tense spot to the sweet spot. It's a circuit of energy that you're creating with your own mind, thoughts, and willpower. And then, now, take a few breaths. You can release your hands. Take a few breaths to just acknowledge what you've done. Acknowledge how you've used the breath, how you've used your mind, your thoughts, your imagination to create a circuit of energy from that place that holds the beautiful, the magnificent, the joyous memories to the place in your body that might be tense or painful, certainly needing some attention to get the energy flowing again. And you, with your own intention, created a circuit of energy between those two spots in your own body and affected a healing experience. And know that if all the tension or pain or discomfort didn't release, see if you can't see if some of it lessened. And then, at another time, spend more time with this exercise, working in your own body, using your own mind, your brain, your imagination, that incredible power in your mind to do some energy healing on your own body. And acknowledge that you have located your sweet spot in your body where all of this beautiful energy is stored from beautiful, beautiful experiences that made an impression in your body and that powerful good energy is available for you to use as you choose and a beautiful place to start using it is within a tense or tight area in your own body so you can open your eyes. The faces I see on the screen make me so happy. You guys are so beautiful. <laughs> um, and we've got like one minute left. So I would like very much for us to do three ohms to send much needed healing energy and love out into the world. So I'm going to stand up, however you're comfortable doing it. I always send my hands, directing the energy of this love and this healing out into the world. So breathing in, 
Have a beautiful, safe, peaceful week, and I'll see you next Wednesday. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Sachin, you have announcements? Uh, the only thing I'd like to announce is that uh, we will probably be shifting to three days a week starting June 15th, uh, and we're going to finalize that tomorrow. So, uh, I'm sorry. Not tomorrow, but we'll, we'll finalize it by Monday next week. You know, so it, it'll probably be Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, unless Dr. Berman has to do a Wednesday, then she can we can keep it on Wednesdays. So mm -hmm. I'll, I'll talk to her about it a little bit more later on. But we will be shifting to three nights a week, uh, and then there'll be other programs that Angel Wing is in the process of developing, like smaller group discussion groups and, and, and dialogue groups and things like that. So we'll be doing that also. So that we can do some other things uh, because you know everyone's time is uh, relatively limited and I know that people are beginning back to work and all of this. Dr. Chief asked me to just mention that to all of you. But other than that, uh, thank you all very much and I wish you all a wonderful evening. Thank you Dr. Berman for uh, such a wonderful session today. Thank you. It, Sachin, is it all right? Can we stay? Can you leave the meeting open for anybody who wants to stay? Because I'd like to take a quick few minutes and answer questions. Yeah, sure. That's fine. I'll leave it open. Anyone who wants to ask any specific questions, you may do so in chat right now, or you may um, you may uh, unmute yourself and ask Dr. Berman directly. Uh, because it looks like she has time right now. So. Yeah, I just, you know, I, I, I don't like leaving you <laughs> with questions on the board. Okay. I try to slow my breathing down, and always something stressful happens, and then my breathing gets too fast. I tried meditating in the morning, and I put on a YouTube video, which was, I took my hands and pushed out like I was trying to get rid of the stress, yeah. and after doing that, three bad things happened to me So. Well, let me get <laughs> right. So, what I would say is um, following your breath. You know, just allowing your breath to be natural, but being aware of it. So, so starting this process gently it is a really good idea. You know, there's a very I don't know whether you ever heard of him, Thich Nhat Hanh. He's a Vietnamese monk, right? He has this beautiful, simple breathing exercise. And I'm going to talk you through it, but, but you can link, it's to be linked with the breath. You can say to yourself with an in-breath, breathing in, I am alive. Breathing out, I smile. 
And simply saying the words, I smile, does something to help us relax. And if you do actually smile, there's all this stuff that goes on. I don't have time to get into it, but there are some energy things that are around here. And the smile muscles open those up. And it's very good for our bodies. So perhaps just starting with something simple like breathing in, I'm, a, and you say it silently, right? I'm alive. I'm alive. Right? And breathing out, smile. And it can go alive, smile. You know, you can shorten it to just one word, right? And do that a couple of times a day. And I think what will happen is your whole system will get used to it right? And you'll begin to, you'll be creating neural networks in your brain that are helping you connect thought with breath in a very healthy way. And then you can start, move out to some, to some more other more complex ways of doing things. But that simple exercise of breath in, I'm alive, breath out, I smile. And you, and you say it in, you know, it's hard to breathe and speak sometimes. It's not hard to breathe and speak. We do it all the time. But what, do it silently with your breath first, right? Alive. Yeah. And so if you don't have to speak the words, right, if you just think, you know, if you think I'm alive when you feel the breath coming in, and think, I smile when the breath comes out. Simple, up, down. And start with that. Just do that practice for a week and see what happens. Okay. And any time you think of it, do it, right? Because it, it's like one breath, right? It goes very fast. You could do it for three breaths every time you think of it. And you'll be making that neural network of thought, breath, thought, breath. You'll be linking them, right? And it'll get easier and easier and easier to do that. One, to remember to do it, and two, to actually do it. So I would suggest you start in that beautiful, simple, powerful way. Okay, now I'm going to answer some other questions. Oh, you're welcome. I'm going to answer some other questions. Um, when we do breathing exercises, how should we be sitting? You know, you can do breathing exercises pretty much anytime, any way. However, if your back, if your spine is straight and your chin is just tucked down just a little bit, what you're doing is you're straightening this part of the spine so the energy can move up the spine into your brain and then flow back down from the brain down the spine, right? So energy moves up and down our spine with, with different practices. So sitting in a way that's comfortable for you because if you feel very uncomfortable, you're not going to do it. And, and even when you, you know, force your way into it, so much of your attention is going to go to the discomfort in your body. I've been doing it for 50 years, so I can sit cross-legged, but many people, that's just agonizing, and it takes away from the purpose of sitting. 
So you sit in a way that's comfortable to you. I would say no matter how, how you're sitting or what you're sitting, get your bottom above your knees. If your knees are higher than your hips, it's going to cause discomfort. So the chair you're on, if your feet are on the floor, you want to have your, do you know what I mean? You want to have your knees at least on the same level or a bit lower than your hips. If you're sitting cross-legged, sit in such a way that you've got a cushion that rises your hips above your knees. You're going to save yourself a lot of pain and discomfort if you keep your knees either parallel to or below your hips. Thank you for that because this was really helpful. Okay. <laughs> may, may I ask you one quick question? Yes. Do you want to practice this deep breathing because I know it's wonderful and it's a really healing process? Yes. Um, and so my question is, how often should I be doing it so that I can start getting into the practice of deep breathing? Uh, is there a particular like 10 times a day, five times a day, or it doesn't matter? What, what, you, what I recommend you do is start at a, at a place where you know you'll do it. So if you tell yourself, I'm going to do this once a day before I brush my teeth. Right. So not only do you want to know how many times you're going to do it, you, you want to know when you're going to do it. Right. And then you build from there. Be, because if you set up, if I say do it 10 times a day, you're going to get discouraged because some days just get overwhelming. Now, if you know that you've got the time to do to sit for three or four minutes, 10 times a day, then then start there. But start start for success, right? The, the important thing is you do it. The more you do it, the stronger the neural network gets in your brain, the easier it's going to be to do it the next time. Um, if you do it more than once a day, I, I encourage you to set it at a time, like, like I said, you know, before you brush your teeth in the morning um, or before you go to bed at night. Or maybe you're going to do it before you brush your teeth in the morning and before you go to bed at night, right? But set it up at times that you know are conducive to you being able to take a few minutes and do the practices. And you'll build from there. The other thing is, is if you do it at the same time and in the same place every day, classical conditioning sets in. Do you remember Pavlov's dogs? Remember they, there was a sound of the can opener and, and the dogs used to start to salivate because they knew they were going to eat and they started pairing the can opener with the bell and then they could ring the bell and the dogs would salivate. Well, brains work that way. So if you have a place where you do your breath work and you go to that place every single time, as you're literally as you're walking to that place, your all the senses are bringing you know the vision of the place the the smell of the place the light of the place all of that's going into your brain and your brain is saying oh that's where i do my breath work and so it's going to set you up for being ready to do the breath work if you do it in the same place every day and if also if you do it at the same time every day now it's not rigid that it doesn't work if you don't 
do it exactly the same every day. But the more routine you can put into it, the more your brain will support you and get you ready to do it when you awesome. sit down. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Oh. I have a question. Okay. When you inhale through your nose and exhale through your mouth as a longer exhale, you feel much more relaxed than exhaling longer from your nose. Well, yeah, and you... If you've been practicing breath work, you know that there's so many different pranayams, right? So many different breath exercises. So start working <clears throat> with what feels the best for you in terms of relaxation. However, I will point out that research, research shows that at least some breath work with both in and exhale through the nose is helpful to the body. Because all of those little um, receptors inside of your nose, you don't get the benefit of them working when you, the air is coming through the mouth. So just, you know, do you know what makes you relax? <clears throat> Use your breath in the way that it makes you relax. But then maybe try and experiment a little bit with... Um, exhaling through the nose sometimes and see how is that different from the mouth can you build up a little practice of inhaling and exhaling through the nose and and is that any different from or even as good as exhaling through the mouth so you I, I normally i every time do only exhale through the nose but i realized if i do it through my mouth i feel much better but Wow. Normally I do it both. With so, so, so on a daily basis, when you're not even paying attention, you're, you're a nose breather, right? In and out yes. through the nose. Well, yes. so you're already getting the, the magnificent benefit of breathing through the nose. So, so experiment with the, do you know what I mean? Not only can you lengthen or shorten the inhale and the exhale, the nose, the mouth, Experiment with it because it's your body, it's your laboratory, and you can find out what works best for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, Thank you so much. Oh, Thank you're you. welcome. You're welcome. Okay, I'm most comfortable lying down on my couch. Is that wrong? Um, as long as your back is straight. So if you're on your couch, don't have your head much higher than your body because you want that straight line from the brain down to the spine and the way you you know the way you flatten out the neck in the back because we have that natural curve there is you just tilt your chin down a little bit so if you want to be on the couch do it on the couch however keep your spine straight so don't have your head higher than the rest of you, you know, the rest of your spine. Um, and as you build up a practice, you may find yourself wanting to experiment with sitting and then comparing sitting and lying down. If you're not tired, lying down is fine because you have a nice straight spine. However, lying down if you're tired um, is very conducive to sleeping and not doing the practice. So we talked about how often to do the practices. Will the sweet spot always be in the same location in your, in your body? And do all pleasant thoughts take you to the same sweet spot? 
Um, yes. The sweet spot, as we're talking about it, uh, as I was talking about it, is a place in your body that's very receptive to the energy of very positive emotions. And it tends to be the same uh, place for those very positive emotions. I personally find it in the middle of my chest. You know, not, not even over my heart so much as just in the middle of my chest. And I, instinct, I figured that out instinctively. The first time I was asked to do this exercise, it was brand new to me, I just found my hands going to my heart instantly. So it may take a little experimentation with you. Don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. Just know that if you have the intention to find your sweet spot, you'll find it.